Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. I am in Orlando. I'm in Disney. I'm staying at the Swan Hotel. I am working the Gartner Conference Symposium, if you guys have ever heard of that. I am so excited to be here. This is the biggest Gartner event all year, so it's super exciting that I got to come and be a part of it, so I'm feeling grateful about that. But today's episode, as you could probably see from the title, is 10 Time Management Tips to Do More in Less Time, and I feel like this is the perfect day and time to record this episode because I don't know if you guys know this, but the Gartner Symposium is a jam-packed event. So I am busy, 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 and I still want to get in my workouts, in my steps, in time with friends, in time to go on social media and be uh, able to talk to all of you guys. So I'm juggling a bunch of different things and Time management is something that helps me so much in being able to be an online coach, to work a corporate job as well, to be able to create content for you guys. It's all about my time management and when I don't do the pre-work to make sure that I have my time uh, accorded to different things that I have to do and I have set times to do each specific task. If I don't do that prior, then some things can fall through the cracks and I never want that to happen. I always want to have that plan set and if I have to veer away from it that's okay but I have the foundation set so that's really what I want to do with you guys today and another reason I want to do this is low-key for selfish reasons because I feel like I need this reminder in a way like sitting down and writing out these 10 tips I was like okay Julie we could be a little bit better at these as well so this is a little check for both of us right now and I think it's cool that I can make these episodes when I need to check in and I feel like when I need to check in, you might need one as well because, you know, we're doing this whole life and health journey together. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're going to get right into it and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Wait, before we start, got to do my favorite and least favorite of the week. So my favorite this week is going to be the Alani New Cosmic Stardust Energy Drinks. And I swear, these help with my productivity so much. I basically have one a day. I don't know if that's... It's definitely not that good for you. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, and I usually have that and a coffee. But your girl needs the energy because your girl is really busy right now, okay? So the Cosmic Stardust from Alani New is definitely my favorite. Which is so funny because everyone that I ask says that their favorite is something different like the watermelon one or I know they have the ice flavored one but I love the cosmic stardust and people will be like no Julie it tastes like grape you're that person that likes the flavor grape and I was never that person like growing up lolly grape lollipops grape anything I never picked them last popsicles are always grape and I would never eat them so I don't know what has happened to my adult taste buds but I love the cosmic stardust Alani new and I personally do not think that it tastes like grape also fun fact if you have been following Alani new they did a collab with Whitney Simmons right and they did the breezeberry I believe it's the blue one so Whitney, when she was doing the collab with Alani New, she made two flavors. So she made the Breezeberry and Cosmic Stardust. And then she had to decide which one she wanted to, you know, be the branded Whitney one times Alani. And she picked Breezeberry. But I just thought it was so cool because, like, she had such an input into the Cosmic Stardust flavor. And I love her so much. And I just thought that was a fun fact that I wanted to include into today's episode. Because Whitney is one of those people that really helped me start off my fitness journey, actually. 
Okay, now, least favorite of the week is going to be getting thrown out of my routine again. You guys know, the hurricane happened. Then I went to Tennessee. Then I went to Knoxville and Nashville, and I was just bouncing all over the place. And then I came back to Fort Myers, and my routine was still out of it because in Fort Myers, everything is destroyed from the hurricane. There's a curfew at 6 p.m. Traffic is insane. Trying to go to a grocery store is still crazy. So my gym was closed also. Everything has been all out of whack basically for all of October and half of September. And now I'm in Orlando. So once again, out of my routine. And you guys know I'm just such a routine person that I'm struggling. But I have my foundation and that has helped me. And I have my time management tips, which has also helped me. So that's good. But in an ideal world, I just want to be home for literally the rest of the year. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would be really nice to just be in one place. And I know I'm so blessed to be able to travel and do all these things, but it's just so nice to be home for a while, isn't it? Okay, I hope you guys agree with me. Let me know in the Strong with Julie DMs if you are more of a homebody or you like bouncing around all over the place. But I've learned this year, 2022, that I like to be home and I like to travel, but I like it to be a planned vacation, okay? Not a spontaneous trip, okay? So that is my fave and least fave of the week. And now let's get into today's episode. Before we start today's episode with the 10 tips, I did want to say that the start of time management really has to do with where your mindset's at and you need to have a mindset shift. And you need to reframe the questions that you ask yourself. So, for example, when I was first starting my health and fitness journey, I didn't see a point in waking up early, okay, for example, or the point of going to the gym if I had a really busy day. So now I reframe those questions. So instead of asking myself, "Ugh, why do I have to wake up early? What's the point of this? It's more of how much time do I have before work to get this done, to get my workout done in the morning, to wake up in the morning. So I already know the value of waking up in the morning. So you need to know the value, okay, of why you are managing your time. Because if you don't have value, if it's not value driven, then the shift isn't going to happen. You see the value of your time already. Whereas before the shift, you are less likely to follow through with your plans because you don't even see the point of them. Does that make sense? So have that mindset shift first. And that might take a little while, okay? You can still listen to this episode and write down plans, but you need to see the reason why. You need to have that deeper why, okay? You're going to the gym. Why? You're going to the gym because it makes you feel good every single day, okay? You're going, well, don't go to the gym every single day, but when you do go, it makes you feel good. You're eating a healthy salad. You need to see the point of eating that. Like you're getting your micros in. You are fueling your body, you are making sure that you get your vegetable servings for that day, but you're also having your carbs, fats, and proteins with it. So you need to have that deeper meaning behind it or else it's really hard to stick to managing your time the way you want to. One more prerequisite is going to be that you need to track what you're doing already. Okay, so hold, hear me out on this. A client comes to me and she says, how much should I be eating? I have her track exactly what she typically eats in a week, take the average, and then I can calculate her macros because I need a starting point. So same way you track everything you eat for a week to know what you should be eating, you should track everything you did. It doesn't need to be for a week, but you could do a day. So when you physically see that maybe after work, you were super tired, you spent two hours scrolling on TikTok on the phone and you wrote that down, 
it's going to be a wake-up call of, you know, maybe I can use that time to write the blog that I've always wanted to, start the book, uh, go for a walk, you know, spend time with my kids, anything like that. So when you physically track it and write it down, you get that wake-up call. For example, when you really meticulously track your macros for a day you could see ooh, maybe I am using way too much butter on that because you like weigh it out you know what I mean and then you notice uh, maybe those are calories that I can replace with maybe a healthier fat like a avocado so it's having that wake-up call can really help you realize where you could be allocating your time differently so the two prerequisites okay are to make sure that your questions that you're asking yourself are of value and you understand that why that you're digging behind when you are really managing your time and then the second thing is going to be scheduling out what you currently do so you know that you are spending x amount of time on this right now and see where you can make that shift Number one, give yourself deadlines. We own all of our time, okay? So I don't have time isn't really an excuse because think about it. You truly do own exactly what you're doing. I know you have bosses. I know you have kids. I know you have this. I know you have that. But you can so easily lock yourself in the closet and not do anything all day. You could do that. You own your time. At any given moment, you are doing what you want to be doing, okay? So if I give myself all day to complete this podcast, it's going to take all day to do the podcast. However, if I go in and I tell myself, Julie, you have 3 to 4.30 to do this podcast, I'm going to get it done 3 to 4.30. So you need to really make sure that you give yourself deadlines because if not, you're you're swimming in rough water, okay? You're just going to be pushing it off, pushing it off until a later time because it's easier to procrastinate that way. So if your teacher is like, "Uh, Julie, you got to do this homework. Just get it done when you can and give it to me. Like, when are you going to do it, okay? Whereas if your teacher is like, have this done by tomorrow, you're going to have it done by tomorrow. Same way that our teachers had us do this when we were in school. You kind of want to just do that to yourself in your older years now where you're the one that truly has to hold yourself accountable because you are the person that owns that time. The second one is going to be stop multitasking and start passive multitasking or single tasking. I don't know about you guys, but when I try to do two things at once and do a really good job at them, one of them or most of them, both of them, fall a little short. For example, if I am doing this podcast right now, but I also want to be doing, I don't know, a client check-in. Like, there's no way that I could do a client check-in while I'm doing this. You know, you can't multitask the big things. Single task them, allocate the times towards them. We're using number one, give yourself a deadline on it. Okay, so now I'm doing this podcast three to 4.30, and then after three to 4.30, I'm gonna have 30 minutes to finish up the last check-in that I had to do for the day. Now, that's more organized instead of being like, okay, I have the rest of the day I need to do my podcast and now I need to do this client check-in. Ooh, I didn't save enough time. Let me do both at the same time. And then you're half-assing both of them. So you don't want to do that. Now, what I mean by passive multitasking is what I do. you guys see me do a lot on my story. That's doing one thing that takes zero energy, basically. Not zero energy, but zero maybe brain energy. And then another thing that takes more of that. So for example, when I do my treadmill walking with while reading my books, that's passive multitasking. I don't need to think about walking. I just walk. But I'm reading my book and I'm, you know, 
reading it and really taking notes on it or maybe I'm highlighting or maybe I'm just really thinking about it and analyzing it and asking myself questions about it. So that's what I'm really working on, but I'm passively walking as I do it. So stop multitasking and start passive multitasking or single tasking to be more efficient and manage your time better. Tip number three is going to be using Google Calendar or Outlook Calendar to time block everything. When you write it down, it leaves your head, it leaves your to-do list, and it has a set time so you don't have to worry about it. This is something that I struggled with in the past because I went from writing absolutely nothing down to writing these huge to-do lists that were way too overwhelming that I would end up getting nothing done to finally realizing that there are these really cool tools called Google and Outlook Calendar where you can literally input your to-do list onto the calendar and have set times for the things. So I think step one is making the to-do list. So maybe just having a brain dump of everything you want to get done that day. Um, And then you have it listed out. Maybe there's 10 things. Then step two would be prioritizing it. Okay, what are the top four things that you want to do that day that'll progress you forward? Maybe it's four, maybe it's three, maybe it's just one huge task you want to focus on. And then opening up the Google Calendar and transferring the uh, long list of things to the shortened version of the prioritized ones and then putting it into that time slot so you can have a set time to do it. So to review, we're giving ourselves a deadline. That's step number one. We're not multitasking. And if anything, we can just passive multitask like the treadmill reading thing. And then three is utilizing a calendar and making sure that you time block what you wanna get done because if you're just writing it down on a to-do list, and don't have a time allocated to it, it could be really difficult to end up getting those things done because, I don't know, it just is overwhelming to look at a huge long to-do list without it being uh, inputted into your day. So that's number three. And number four is once you prioritize everything, you eat the frog. Have you guys ever heard of this saying? It's one of my favorites. Eating the frog means doing the hardest or most tedious or the thing that you least want to do first. Because if you get that out of the way, then everything else seems a little bit easier and then you have a win under your belt. So an example of this, eating the frog, something I hate to do is like doing laundry or so if this is a Sunday and I'm not actually working and I'm just uh, cleaning the house. So I'll eat the frog first. Maybe that's doing the dishes. I hate doing the dishes. Dishes and laundry is like my eat the frog. So I'll do that Sunday to kickstart everything. And then, whoa, I already did that. I am superwoman. I'm capable of doing anything. I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to clean my toilet, my shower, my bedroom, organize my closet. Like all those little things are fun for me. But I feel like the laundry and cleaning my dishes are my least favorite things to do so if I do everything else and leave that till the very end it's still like hovering over my head if that makes sense so I might as well just like get it out of the way first on a work day what that could look like is if you find it really difficult to make it to the gym eating the frog so going to the gym first thing getting that workout out of the way and hopefully with time that'll be something that you learn to love because going to the gym moving your body should be something that you enjoy doing right but maybe in the beginning it's something that you just really need to get out of the way and then of course you'll carry those endorphins with you throughout the day but maybe it's just you have to eat the frog first and for me like during the week eating the frog could look like uh, 
cleaning out my emails from the day before, the week before, especially on a Monday. It's like cleaning out those emails from the weekend. It's a little tedious, but that is something that I would do first too. So you decide what your eat the frog is and then just eat it. Okay. Plug your nose and just swallow it. Like I used to do with like things that I did like the taste of. Okay, number five is a fun little method that you can try. It's called the Pomodoro method. And I've talked about this before, but this is something great, especially if I'm doing client check-ins or working on a research note, maybe for work and outside of uh, like just phone calls and meetings that I have to go to. This is more something when you're doing individual work, but it's 25 minutes of work with a five minute break. So for every 25 minutes of work that you do, you get a five minute break. Think about it like an interval, like if you're training at the gym, but basically this allows you to work, 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 your butt off for 25 minutes be super productive and then you get a five minute break because for me I know it's like I'll either run myself dry with two hours of straight work or every five minutes I'll maybe like pick up my phone and I'm like oh I'm getting distracted and have you guys ever been working and then you like throw your phone on the bed because you need a physical barrier away from it because it's so distracting I love it but it's so distracting sometimes so this gives you that time like okay I know in 25 minutes I can scroll my phone or go for a quick walk or grab a coffee like you know what I mean it just is something to look forward to and that uh time blocking the 25-5 there's a lot of studies and research that shows that that can uh, optimize your productivity as well so that's why it is called the Pomodoro method and it's well researched so definitely Uh, consider looking at that you can even download the application or something onto your computer where like the timer will go off every 25 minutes for you and tell you that you have that break coming up so that is pretty cool number six is going to be learning how to say no this is something that i really struggle with because i am a people pleaser so i'll have my whole entire day scheduled out but if a friend asks me hey julie do you want to get dinner or do you want to go see a movie? Or can you go for a walk? Can you do this for me? Can you help me with this? Blah, blah, blah. My answer is always, always, always yes, because I want to be there for my friends, my family, whoever asks me for help. So learning to say no is learning to set boundaries for yourself. And obviously, sometimes it's really important that you show up for others, even when you don't really feel like it, because that is how you build trust and it's just like being a good person but if you really know that your priority after work is to go to the gym and that's what's going to make you feel good saying no to that spontaneous friendship uh whatever date or movie or time that someone wants to spend with you or favor that they have is not a bad thing And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You can just be like, listen, I promised myself I was going to go to the gym after work. So I'm going to hold that promise to myself. And they might be like, well, go to the gym tomorrow. It's not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. But it is a big deal to you because that's your priority and you're setting that first. So hold your ground. I'm going to do it too and say, no, thank you. I'm going to do this and move on. And what I would do is just reschedule with them. Be like, how about this weekend? Like during the week, I'm really busy, but can we do this weekend? And maybe we can do something fun, like go to the gym together and get like Chipotle after. You know what I mean? You can just make it fun. And saying no doesn't mean, uh, doesn't have to be a mean thing that you're doing too. 
something that I catch myself doing a lot that I need to stop doing is saying maybe because maybe does not mean no maybe leaves the option open so if someone asks me to do something for them or asks me to go somewhere or go for a night out and I just like really don't want to because I just don't feel like it or I have other priorities I'll say maybe and then I get stuck in this dilemma where it's almost time to go and then I have to break it to them that it's a no where really it would have made my life 10,000 times easier if I just said no initially so try to Think about the decision in the moment. Take five, 10 minutes, whatever you need. Think, okay, what are my priorities? Do I wanna do this? Do I wanna help this person out? Or do I wanna stick to like what my schedule was? And then make the yes or no answer there instead of saying maybe to save yourself in the future. Number seven, building routines. You guys have heard me say this millions and millions and millions of times, but building a routine is so essential. And something new that I've done is daily routines. So each day has a designated thing. So for example, deep clean days are happening on Sundays. Laundry is happening either Sunday or Fridays. Those can have like mixed days. Uh, rest day to like basically get my life together is on a Wednesday. I need that midweek rest day to sort my, uh, what is this saying? Put all my eggs in the basket, sort my eggs in the back. Okay, whatever. You guys know what I mean, but I need that rest day Wednesday to like get my life together. And then, yeah, so each day has that set thing. And then Sunday's also like meal prep day. Uh, Monday, I like to do a push workout I love doing like chest on Mondays so like every day has kind of a theme and that's really helpful for me Thursdays is hair washing day you know what I mean and when I have those routines it just like makes my life so much easier and managing my time because I don't wake up on a random day and have that 10 minutes of contemplating oh my god should I do cardio today because I don't know if I should wash my hair or should I meal prep today should I go grocery shopping like no it's done on Sunday if I need to run to the grocery store quickly during the week I'll still definitely do that but I have those routines and themed days in place which is super helpful when it comes to being productive and prioritizing my time and then another thing when it has to do with routines also number seven I kind of group them together are those morning and night routines and that looks different for everyone I have a few episodes on what my morning routine and night routines look like so you guys can check those out after this I don't want to get too in-depth but just like having those moments to set my day up and then decompress my day at night are important for me and important for me to to like sit down and do that alone so that is number seven now number eight is making sure you're fueling your body sometimes we get busy and we get hungry so when we get hungry we're not our best selves okay so fueling your body is really important throughout the day because you're going to perform better at work you're going to be a nicer person and something my therapist told me is if you're ever feeling anxious or like snippy or you're getting into an argument with someone take a second to stop maybe step away from the situation and think halt h-a-l-t are you hungry angry lonely or tired and nine times out of ten i'm hungry so i need to like have a little snack and then i'll be more productive and can actually be a human being so next time that you're like not yourself or not feeling yourself think about halt hungry angry 
angry, lonely, tired, and give yourself that. If it's a snack, if you're angry, maybe you need to take a walk and take a few deep breaths. If you're lonely, maybe you need to call your mom, call a friend. If you're tired, maybe a quick power nap could help or some coffee. And yeah, that can just help you be more productive, manage your time better. So that is number eight. Number nine is going to be habit stacking. I love this one because it helps you build good habits on top of your already made habits. So for example, every single morning, I like to have a cup of coffee. When I have my cup of coffee, I sometimes forget to also take my vitamins and have water. So what I do now to stack habits, make sure that I'm getting things done, being more productive, is I'll put my mug right there, okay? So my mug is on the counter. My cup is on the counter too the night before and all my vitamins are next to that cup too. So I'm stacking the habit of me always going mindlessly to go get my coffee and then the water cup is right there so I don't even have to think about it and then all my vitamins are right there too so I don't have to think about it. So I'm preparing my future self up for success. So autopiloting things, what else could that look like? Another thing I have at Stack is instead of sitting down, when I sit down to work for the day or stand up, because I also have a standing desk, yay, such a great purchase, you guys should definitely get one if you work from home, is on top of my computer, I know I have to go to work, right? So I stack the habit of me going to my computer, getting ready with my little calendar written to-do list right on top of my computer. So before I open my computer and I'm uh, basically drowning in emails, I can uh, go through that to-do list and write down everything that I wanna get done that day. So I brain dump it. Remember when we talked about uh, number three, using Google Calendar, not just a to-do list. So I have the brain dump of the to-do list. I'll open up my computer and instead of going right to my email, I'll go to my calendar so then I can transfer the to-do list into time blocks onto the calendar. And on my work calendar, I'll put my own things too. So if I want to do a post that day, I'll throw that in there. If I want to go to the gym at a certain time, if I want to go for a walk, when I'm going to have lunch, what I want to do after work, and it just makes my life a lot easier. But by habit stacking and making sure that I put that notebook on top of my computer that I go to every day anyways, I make sure that uh, the process is a lot simpler and I'm not just opening up my computer and overwhelmed by emails. Like, no, that has a set time in my day to review my emails and go through them. And before I do that, I wanna make sure that my priorities are set too. Last example of habit stacking is sometimes during my work day, I have like certain calls I need to listen to. So I'm not like on the call, I'm just shadowing or listening over to them. And whenever I do that, uh, instead of just like sitting in my seat, I'll put my standing desk on and then I can uh, use my treadmill and basically just walk during that. So I'm stacking that habit on top of it. The last tip I have for you today to be productive, to manage your time, is body doubling. Okay, so this is something different, and I've done a lot of research on different ways that you could keep yourself motivated and make sure that you get things done. Me, I have undiagnosed ADHD for myself, and I cannot focus on one thing at once. So body doubling is doing a task next to someone. So you declare your intentions of the task. So for example, I'll tell my roommate, Sierra, come sit next to me. I am going to send out these 10 emails to my prospects. Just sit next to me and do your work and 
she'll do her work she'll declare what she wants to get done okay julie i am going to uh read this research note and craft up a uh note post uh, research right so she declared what she's gonna get done I declared what I'm gonna get done and by doing that and body doubling basically is what it's called you have declared your intention so you're more inclined to get that thing done uh, just because you have the added pressure of the person next to you also doing there so it's kind of like a little com competitive thing as well so Body doubling is something really cool that you can look into, but I hope these 10 tips were really helpful for you guys. I know this was a quicker episode and I love doing educational episodes as well as those fun ones like the girl chat from Monday, if you guys have listened to that one. And also disclaimer, I started this podcast when I was in Orlando and now I am back in Fort Myers about a month later. So clearly someone needs to help manage their time. And that is why I made this because I am gonna be better at managing my times and I always wanna be raw and real with you guys and make sure that you calendarize everything. Don't just write out those to-do list. I have a little fun fact that I wanna to end today's episode with and that is 40% of the things on your to-do list do not get done. It's a graveyard for your tasks. So make sure that you take those to-do list items and block them into your calendar. That is what I will leave you with can't wait for next week's episode if you ever have any episodes that you want me to create or any comments you know constructive criticism please dm the strong with julie podcast or at julie x fit because i will always look at them there i love you guys and i will see you next week for a fun thanksgiving episode